Don't be simp pathetic. The 12-step program to slaughter the simp within. Do you feel powerless around the women you desire? Are you suspicious that the women in your life are just using you? Are you the one that always pays for everything and does all the work while getting nothing in return? Help is finally here. Never again do you have to feel like you must prove what a great guy you are to get the girl. Go from being a chaser to a chooser with these practical strategies and tactics. These new mindsets and behaviors to adopt will save you time, money, and energy. In this book, you will discover one powerful skill that all males must learn, but very few will. Why women don't like giving guys. How to resist the urge to always pay for everything. How to avoid being seen as willing to be used. A shocking truth that will change your interactions with women forever, and the not-so-obvious way to make her chase you, all included in the 12-step program to eliminate the urge to supplicate and simp within. Get your copy today at reinventideal.com slash simp. reinventideal.com slash simp. You're listening to Reinvent Ideal, dating and life advice for men. Struggling, though. You need some help? The wisdom you need when you're depressed and no one cares because you're not a chick. Well, we're all enjoying our day. We're going to lose 12 men to suicide today. Your weekly red pill prescription. It's a place for unguarded conversations to investigate with a council of men the riddles of life. With Cairo Copeland. All right, brothers, listen up. Today is a very special episode. Today, I'm going to share with you something that is going to resolve so much turmoil that is waiting in the future, that is waiting for you. It lies ahead in every man's life. I'm going to share with you something that is going to put a stop and shield you from that turmoil. What I'm gonna share with you today is the cure for what I estimate to be 90% of all the problems you'll face in life. Now, I'm not a religious person currently, I had a Jewish upbringing, so I know a lot about religion, but I'm not a religious person. I don't go to a synagogue, I don't go to church. It's not to say that I don't believe in God or anything like that. I mean, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into that kind of stuff. I'm not saying here that I'm like this atheist that turns his nose up at people and thinks you all are stupid if you're not atheist. I'm not that kind of guy. I'm just, I'm not a religious person. I do remember, though, my Jewish upbringing, a particular Bible verse that sticks with me, but we Jews, we don't call them Bible verses. This comes from the Haftarah, and it's what you would probably recognize as the book of Psalms. Psalm 46, 10. Be still and know that I am God. I bring this up here not in an attempt to convert you to Judaism or Christianity or to convince you that there is a God, but to give you a new tool and source of power in your life. Because this tool will allow you to conquer what I estimate to be 90% of your problems. Now, it was King David that wrote that psalm from ancient Israel. King David, and it was later echoed by other great thinkers. Another one of them was Blaise Pascal, the famous mathematician. He wrote, All of humanity's problems stem from man's inability to sit quietly in a room alone. Now, what does this mean? What are we talking about here? Time has a mystical ability 
Somehow it's able to do things like amortize emotions, opinions, and perceptions. When you were a kid and you got into an argument with your best friend, no matter how heated the fight got, the very next day, they were your friend again. Now, adults, a longer time is required for adults when they get into fights. Maybe it could take up to years. We were not conditioned to be able to wait for this longer time to pass, especially in this day and age of instant gratification. But if the time is allowed to pass... If we just let time work its magic, it can work wonders. Remember, like, when you break up with someone, or when you get dumped, one of the critical steps that you need to take is a no-contact period of at least 30 days. Maybe even longer. Someone dumps you, or you have, like, a really bad argument with a girlfriend, and it seems like you guys are gonna break up. It's very important that you do no contact for 30 days. Even if you're deeply heartbroken and you desperately miss her and you just want to reach out to her and say, Oh God, I'm so sorry. I just want us to get back together and be happy again. Don't, you don't do that. Instead, you let your absence work its magic. Your absence allows them to miss you and want to bring you back into their life. But that doesn't happen overnight. It can take many nights, maybe even a whole year. But after a great amount of time like that has passed, they may have even forgotten why they broke up with you to begin with. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. They can't miss you if you're always present. So similar to this is that patience can minimize problems. 90% of the problems man makes for himself are from his inability to sit still in a room. Therefore, 90% of all emotionally distressing problems that you face can be prevented by just learning to be patient. When she texts you, don't immediately text back. You're only showing her that you'll drop everything for her while she may say she wants a handsome prince riding in on a white horse at her beck and call. She doesn't actually treat him as you would expect. She doesn't actually want that. She's repulsed by that. When she doesn't text back, don't double text her frantically and right away. You're only showing her that you have nothing else better to do with your life. So instead, just let it be. Be patient. Let time go on. And even when she does text back, you don't immediately text back either. You wait longer. When she dumps you, just wait and be absent from her life. Her feelings for you will change only in your absence. Never while you're there to reinforce negative feelings. When she disrespects you, just wait. Leave in silence. Say nothing to escalate the situation, because women are very neurotic, and they overanalyze everything. They rethink everything they've ever said. If you remove yourself from the situation, you're more likely to get an apology. But if you stay in the situation, exacerbate it, and you can rest assured then you'll never get one. She'll take even the smallest infraction from you as justification for holding a grudge. Silence and absence is how you punish women. When someone rejects you, just wait. Give the warm goodbye. Say, well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Have a good night. It will save you the embarrassment and awkwardness when you leave on your own than having her tell you to leave. She may even think to herself, hey, you know what? He wasn't a bad guy. Maybe I was a little cold. Oh, this is why I'm single, isn't it? The answer to all your problems with women is to just wait. Because men get better with age. Men age like wine. Your peak time when it comes to appealing to women is around age 36. This is what I tell almost all guys that are having lots of women problems in their life is, I understand you feeling these problems right now. Here's the solution. 
just wait because you're only going to be sexier to them as you get older. You're getting sexier by the day. You're getting more appealing by the day. Whereas her, it's the opposite. She's getting less appealing and less sexy by the day because the peak of her appeal to men is around age 23. Now, don't get this. Don't take this the wrong way. This doesn't mean that 23-year-old women are going to lock up with 36-year-old guys and you have that to look forward to. It just means that if you're in your late 20s or early 30s and still single, don't be discouraged. Your time just hasn't come yet. To be 36 and still single, you'll have a lot going for you, especially if you have not yet been married and you haven't fathered children yet. You'll have your own place, or hopefully you'll have your own place, and there aren't too many guys at that age that are still living with their parents because neither the guy nor his parents would want that. You'll have moved up in your career to a respectable position because it's just a sad fact of today's world that employers just don't take young people seriously, especially young men. Too many of them have proven themselves to be immature. You'll have some savings set aside by this age. You'll have had more life experience and have attained more maturity. Your behaviors will show it too. Your social acumen will be greater as well. And these are the things that women are really attracted to. I'll tell you the story of this one client of mine. His name was uh, Jordan. And at age of 26, he had this horrible breakup that just really devastated him. He thought he'd be alone forever after that. This was a relationship he had so much emotional investment in. And all of it was just wiped out when she dumped him. And he was afraid to start over. He was afraid of uh, getting back into the dating scene because the mating market is a place that just grows more brutal by the day. And he had no idea how to handle it again, how to function in it. He could barely do it before he was in a relationship. But I told him this advice. is, bro, just wait. Don't worry about being in a relationship right now. Just hang tight where you're at and wait. And four years since then, when he turned 30 and had a lot going for him, the number of women he had to choose from were so great, he never had to spend a night alone. While it may seem like there's no hope now, time is working its magic. One day, you'll look back on this time when you're in your 20s, your late 20s. You'll look back on this time and you'll laugh. It's just the nature of male-female relationship prioritization. A woman in her 30s is just less interested in a guy in his 20s. Women in their 20s are only interested in partying and sleeping with the hot guy they grinded up on at the nightclub. But once they reach an age where they realize that their sex appeal is starting to decay, they straighten up and do their best to present themselves as wife material. They become more submissive. They become more agreeable. They become more feminine because now they desperately want a man to take care of them. They know they can't compete any longer with the new girls that are turning 18 in that day or the new girls turning 21, the hot uh, 23 year olds. So this means they'll be more receptive to your advances. They'll be more interested in your attention. They will ignore you less and chase you more. They understand that their sex appeal is the only agency they have over men and it's fading. They're more likely to use it as well. They're more likely to give you the sex that you've wanted. I've seen this happen in my own life. I've seen this happen in the lives of my clients. I mean, yeah, feminism is out there saying, oh, you need to make men chase you. But they know deep down inside that they can't do that when they get older. They know deep down that their time is running out. So you can only enjoy this time if you wait for it. If you've settled with the first woman you could get to like you already, this time will be an extra unhappy time. 
particularly if you've already gotten married, fathered children, and locked yourself up for life or until divorced with a woman. Her decline has begun the moment your ascent begins. This is that situation they call red-pilled while married. I mean, those are some of the most upset, miserable guys. When they're 36 years old, they already got married at like age 25, and then they turn out to be 36, and they realize now, hey, at this age here, I'm the sexiest I've ever been. I'm the most appealing I've ever been. And the girls would chase me, but I'm married. And I can't do anything about it. I'm stuck in life. I fucked myself earlier. That's that's the most angry guy in the world right now. Now what I told my client and what I tell all my clients is that you are best served by waiting. Date non-exclusively until 30. Or perhaps even well into your 30s. Don't be in a rush to find someone to settle down with. Because... The pain of regret is far more difficult to bear than the pain of loneliness. And the regret of choosing the wrong woman is quite painful. But loneliness is a problem that can be solved and very inexpensively. Locking down with the wrong woman is a problem that's very expensive to solve both financially and emotionally. See, misery as a single person is better than being miserable in a relationship. Because while being single, you have the freedom to do something about your misery. Uh, there was another client of mine who remained single up till age 37. He found his fourth decade alive to be the happiest years of his life. He had his own place where he could have a woman over any time he wished. No need for a babysitter or much other pre-planning. He could go out looking for women whenever he felt like it. He could talk to any woman he wished. He could even travel to events around the country and have a sexual adventure while doing so. His life was a dream. And this was all because he understood that he got better with time while women got more desperate with time. For two years, I worked with him. He dated non-exclusively. It was never for the sake of living the player lifestyle and sleeping with as many women as possible. That was purely coincidental. The point of my advice was so he'd get more exposure and experience with different kinds of women. That way, he'd know how to interact with them and handle the situations that arise with them. He'd get better with them. And he did. When his time came, he could have his pick. In a prior career of mine, I was a financial planner. And the way I look at this is uh, I liken it to investors that don't panic when the markets go bad. You see, there were many investors that often panicked whenever there was a bad day in the market. And they felt like they had to do something. So they placed their orders to sell their investments and locked in their losses on their declined investments. Then they waited until the markets went back up where it was before to get back into them. These investors had the worst returns on their money, if they had any return at all. And they were also the most miserable ones. They constantly called up and bitched and complained. I wanted to just tell them to fuck off. But I didn't want to get fired. But the investors that had the best performances were the ones that called me the least. In fact, the best investors were the ones that completely forgot they even had an investment account at my company. They were able to sit still and do nothing while everybody else was panicking and making fools of themselves. The investors that came out on top were the ones that didn't make any changes. They just sat still in a room and watched what the market did and maintained their resolve and their composure not to act, or they just looked the other way, found something else to do. These investors came out on top and they had the returns to prove that refusing to act or even refusing to look at something that demands you act was the better decision. Inaction is often the best course of action. When a crisis 
arises with women in your life, do the same thing. Do nothing. When you see her supposedly flirt with another guy, do nothing. Sit still. This one happened to one of my clients once too. He refused to get up and act on the little information that he had. And it turned out he had nothing to worry about. She wasn't flirting with another guy. She was having fun with her gay best friend. Imagine how badly things could have turned out if he got up and made a scene. So if you ever find yourself in a crisis, just say to yourself, be still and know that I am God. And when you say that last part, know that I am God, be referring to yourself because you are the God of your life, charting your own course and doing it wisely. You have nothing to fear, just as we'd imagine a real God would have nothing to fear, being all-knowing, all-powerful, and unafraid. When those mate-guarding urges, or certainty hunger, or recognition hunger, or your biological imperatives that come from being male are screaming at you to act, just say to yourself, be still and know that I am God. And this applies not only to women, but to all aspects of life. When your job is getting to be mundane, routine, annoying, that's actually when things are going right. Even if the job is undesirable and it feels beneath you, the longer you are there doing the undesirable tasks and the bitch work that corporate America thrusts on us all the time, the more opportunity the higher-ups have to notice that you are there. The more familiarity they'll have with your loyalty and work ethic. And then when a promotion becomes available, you may be the first person they think of. When you are in the heart of a struggle to learn a skill or talent like dancing, which every single man should pursue, that is the critical moment when you must clamp down and commit. Can't give up here. It's no different than pulling out of an investment when it's down or selling low to later buy back at a high. It's no different than quitting a job out of boredom only to start all over from the very beginning at entry level with another company. The more you are there on the dance floor, even if struggling, everyone can't help but notice the improvement in your skill level. The longer you stick to something without deviating from the original plan or change your course of action in response to a situation, the greater the compounding effect will be. Small actions today repeated consistently on a daily basis without deviation, such as 30 minutes at the gym each day or $5 a week invested in a mutual fund, will add up and build upon each other. Less effort is required to make it a habit that's continued constantly, but its rewards are greater. Trying to force it faster will require more effort, but its rewards are less. Similarly, when many options are presented to you, all at once, the decision anxiety can be overwhelming, but only if you allow it to be. Feeling the need to rush to make the best decision is a greater cause of stress than making the decision itself. But by letting time pass, many of the options fall off the map all by themselves. And now you have a less stressful decision to make, because most of the options are gone. Much of the anxiety guys feel as they get older and are still single, is drawn from the societal expectation that they have a wife in adherence to a certain timeline. But ask yourself, what reward is in it for you to adhere to this timeline? Who was it that established it? And who was it established to please? Was it you or society? And what rewards will you reap by doing what society says? I mean, these are, after all, the same people that told you to waste your youth by going to college. So deeply burned into our conditioned conscious is the completion anxiety to find a woman and wife yourself up with her. And this completion anxiety that you feel, you gotta resist this with everything that you got. Because finding the girl too early is as bad as never ending up with one, or probably even worse than never ending up with one. Because the risk that lies in locking up with the first woman you can get is that she's the wrong woman, and you'll find this out after it's too late. Maybe you'll divorce her years later and get your freedom back, 
but that comes at a great cost, not just financially. It will also have cost you time out of the mating market, and real-time intelligence of how to survive in that mating market. But let's look at the opposite here. Let's look at a man who does not so easily fall for the first woman he finds, and instead focuses on just getting better with women in general over getting just one particular woman. That man ends up getting to make the optimal choice. He will have lived to have seen all the options that he could have. The options you see later in life are always better than those you see early on. You see, you guys that just grasp right onto the first woman you see, or the first woman that likes you, you're afraid that it, this is the best you can get. But that's a lie. It's just garbage that society tells you. Because the women that you can get later on in your life are always, always, always better than the women you can get right now. Because later, you are more aware of and in tune with what you want and understand better where to find it. When the completion anxiety is strong, you want to shift your focus from finding a woman to mastering the craft of allure. It's like riding a bike because... Once you've learned how to ride one, you can ride many kinds of bikes and ride them on different terrains. With the skill of allure, you can go to any city in the world and pick up a new woman within an hour. It opens the doors for you to see far more options than you ever dreamed existed. Just like how I advocate using a book of beauty or a rotation or a collection of spinning plates to solve your problem of getting better with women. Some women in the book will write themselves out while others write themselves in. Some plates spin themselves, others drop off. In life, some options will do the same. As old ones drop off, new and possibly even better ones will appear, but only with time. So what I'm saying with today's episode is do not be in a rush to settle down. Many decisions we later come to regret are decisions we made in a rush. Take your time. Experience life. Play the game. Be non-exclusive until one shows themselves to be worthy of exclusivity. The stress comes not from having to make the choice, but the anxiety of the possibility you made the wrong choice. Care less about it for now. The anxiety and fear comes from not knowing the future, but be okay with the uncertainty instead. Being okay with uncertainty destroys the power it holds over how you feel. To all clients that I coached that were under 32 and still struggling with women, I told every single one of them, hey, this is the best advice I can give you, is just wait. Don't do anything stupid like marry the next woman you date, because at age 36, there will be so many women fighting each other over you. I mean, I was once held hostage by the false belief that I needed to get married early, like age 25, in order to have two decades of the relationship I desired, which included regular sex. I falsely assume that when you get older, your partner doesn't want to have sex with you anymore, and you don't want to have sex with them, so there's a supposedly short window of time to experience sexual bliss. This was just some bullshit that was fed to me by society and existed only in my mind. But the fact is, everything gets better when you get older. Women chase you. Employers respect you. Your money stretches further. If you've done the work, your life is awesome. And finally, an unplanned future is the freedom to take whatever comes your way or go after whatever you want in any given amount. A planned future is just setting yourself up for more opportunities for disappointment when things don't go as planned. And that is it for us today. Hope this has been helpful. If you could do me a solid, leave me a review of this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or CastBox, wherever. Leave me a review there. And then take a screenshot of that review and send it to me at Cairo at reinventideal.com. That's Cairo at reinventideal.com. 
and I will send you a free gift. I'll send you a copy of my book, The Drama-Free Relationship, How to Tame and Train Your Girlfriend. I'll send this to you completely free if you leave me a review. Please remember that the bull gets blocked right here because I am my brother's keeper and I got your back. Thank you for listening to Reinvent Ideal with Cairo Copeland, your weekly red pill prescription. See more at reinventideal.com.